0: everybody. Thanks for, so much for listening. We are The Real Pineapple. This is Hunter here. I'm here with Scott. Scott, how you doing, sir?
1: I'm always great when I get to have my three favorite co-hosts to podcast with.
0: Wait, uh, you, you say three my, favorite my, co-hosts? My, well,
1: in, including myself. Okay,
2: I, I was like, I always Scott, talk about myself Scott is as one, as one as of as his as own favorite person.
1: co-hosts. <laughs> yeah. I, I count myself as one of my favorite co-hosts.
0: You, you know what? I respect that. I, I, I appreciate the honesty and... Back from Ireland, or wherever he's been Colin, welcome back, sir <laughs> it's, Dude, you've been, it's, it's good to be back It's good to be back <laughs> You've been a lot of places recently Just uh, been, like, seen. So, I just gotta ask Real quick, Ed Sheeran How was he?
2: Ed Sheeran's awesome, thanks for asking uh, I'll just say real quick uh, Ed Sheeran, probably the most impressive thing about that concert Is that he doesn't have a band He um, completely does His concert by himself He uses a repeater on the floor so he'll start making a beat he'll start making a riff and he does it all live on the stage very impressive what that dude oh, that's that, that dude's awesome for every single song he does he, it's amazing he's very impressive
0: ah oh, god i want to see ed sharon so bad but uh the reason why i brought that up is because you know ed sharon is awesome and positive and love the dude and we're talking about something that i felt quite the opposite about we're talking about the glass uh uh, the glass house is what this is called. Glass uh, castle. Castle. Shit. I, can't get that <laughs> I keep getting confused. I keep getting confused. That Libby Sobieski movie. So I, so I actually texted you guys. Uh, I don't know if you, um, a couple days ago and I said, hey, we're reviewing, you know, this this, and then we're reviewing uh, the glass house. and I had to think about it for half a minute. I was like, goddamn, it, it's the wrong movie. <laughs> that's that's a Libby Sobieski movie, kids. That you don't need to see. Uh, the glass castle. Thank you, Scott. Um, so I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I... so i saw this a couple hours ago i've had a couple hours to think on it and if you told me three days ago that i would like the boss baby (laughs) more than a movie with brie larson i would call you goddamn liar and i just thought this sucked i'm gonna be straight up i thought this was bad uh scott kind of your thoughts
1: thoughts on the whole movie yeah um I don't know. I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I think that, like, there are definitely some things to work on, but um, I, Woody Harrelson definitely stole the show for me personally. Um, just murdered this thing. Um, but I mean, like, there is definitely, like, I feel like the ending and resolution to it was. I don't know. I, we were talking off mic how it's kind of hard to fully criticize a, you know, memoir or two-story or something like that, and how it's like, well, this is boring or this is predictable. It's like, well, I mean, they do dra- dramatize it a lot, but, I mean, it's it's like, okay, I guess these people may or may not have lived these lives, um, and it can't be super critical of that because it's just the way that it happened. But, yeah, I, I think, like, the direction that it went, I enjoyed. I feel like the acting was probably the highlight for me personally, not necessarily... Plot, but I think I was definitely impressed by the casting.
0: All right, Colin, kind of your thoughts, sir? Uh,
2: yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's definitely that kind of indie vibe to uh, you know you know a personal story that goes on within a family. Um, it kind of reminded me out of the gates of Captain Fantastic in that uh, it, it changed yeah. from that it changed from that a lot. But initially when I was watching, I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of that indie kind of family movie where, where you have uh, a very, you know, anti-normal family going on here with with uh, Woody Harrelson. You think they're all just eccentric. See, you know, a lot of the um, the initial scenes where Woody Harrelson's the, the father of, of the young kids. He's very eccentric. He's teaching him all these, you know, fantastical ideas about um, how how the world works. It's you know against the norm type of thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, it. it, I think like Scott was saying, we talked about off mic. It's hard to criticize the story too much because it's all you know a memoir, some you know. What, like Scott said, it's it's dramatized, but you know how much did did not happen. Um, I thought I thought the acting performances were, were pretty good, at, le- at least by Woody Harrelson. I thought he was really really good. Um, he's playing an alcoholic father to his to his family here. Uh, Brie Larson is playing um, the character of Jeanette, where she's getting engaged to this, this man who's rich stockbroker type. In Schmidt. present day. Yeah, Schmidt.
0: <laughs> Love Schmidt.
2: Yeah, and, um, you know, it's focusing on her just as much as it's focusing on Woody Harrelson's character, Rex, the, the father of Brie Larson's character, Jeanette. And um, I, th- I thought that the young girl playing Brie Larson's character's younger self, she, she did Chandler,
0: a... Uh, Chandler Head, is what you're thinking of.
2: Chandler Head did a pretty good job um, doing that. So, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot of different scenes... It definitely feels like a book put Mm -hmm. on the big screen where you have all these different chapters that are probably being summarized some Mm -hmm. more condensed than others um it probably works better as a book uh but but i don't know for the most part i i didn't find myself hating it um i i think if anything you know i was interested in some of the characters and how they developed I'm interested to hear why you thought it was so terrible, Hunter.
0: Yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. Let me let, let me jump in here. So, uh, the movie jumps back and forth um, between uh, Jeanette, grown up, uh, played by Brie Larson, as you mentioned. Um, I thought she I thought she was. Marvelous, because <laughs> she's Captain Marvel, <laughs> but uh, I thought she was—I thought she was actually really good in this. I—I uh, I, I hope I got an eye roll out of one of you, but uh, no, she was really yeah, the good biggest in this. eye roll. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good, happy. That, that's what I'm shooting for, baby. But I, but Brie Larson, it—I just—I love her. I—I I, I honestly, I just adore her so much, and seeing her give another great performance. I mean, of course, you know, being in Room. Uh, I actually really liked her in Kong Skull Island <laughs> that she was just in. I, I think she's just an incredible actress. And so seeing her work off of Woody Harrelson, that was really cool to watch. And Woody Harrelson between this and uh, Edge of Seventeen and uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, he's, he's as Colin would say, he's crushing it right now. <laughs> he's just crushing he's, it, bro. Just crushing it. Crushing it. I just, <laughs> I... I fucking love it. And he's in the and he's in the new Han Solo movie next year. So, I mean, ah, this, it's good to be Woody Harrelson right now. Huge fan of his. And the reason I hated this movie so much, Colin, is because the movie was trying to manipulate the audience. And the way I mean that is Fa- Captain Fantastic, uh, great movie. I remember you were a really big fan of that. And Viggo Mortensen got a fucking Oscar nomination for it. And it's, a, it's an incredibly well done film. And what I thought about Captain Fantastic is that I thought the writing was better, and I never felt like they were romanticizing Vito Mortensen. Like, I, I really felt like they gave the audience more of a kind of a free brain to kind of determine if he thought he was being negligent to his kids, or if he was kind of being, you know, like that Burning Man stereotype, you know what I mean? I felt with this, this movie, whether it was like the, the music cues, Um, Especially in the one scene where he's telling, um, oh God, uh, Jeanette, saying, hey, you know, uh, for Christmas, pick out one of the stars and, you know, like, and that's your star, that's your Christmas present. And I just thought... Wow, that's fucking sad. And the and the music is like, ha-da-da, da, like isn't that cute? And I was like, no, that's fucking depressing that he can't afford to give his kids gifts, so pick a star, or fuck it. I just, I really hate how the movie kept doing that. And there's a lot of dark material here, and I felt like the movie played it so lifetime, like they could've really dug into those darker elements, cause that's the most interesting stuff in the movie. And the movie just kind of glosses over it, you know. They, they touch on the fact Rex might have was more than likely uh, sexually abused by his mom, and they just brush over it. It's just a uh, it's brought up in one scene, and but is brought up I think one other time. Um, you, you know, there's there's a point Jeanette saves all this money up, and uh, to move out, and Rex steals it, and they don't ever say what he does with it, which would have probably been a little more effective. But whatever. Well, I think um, the
1: assumption is that he drank it. away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I
0: mean, I mean, yeah, I, I mean drank it. I mean, that's. I mean, that's what I thought, but I, I don't know. So, I, I don't know, man. I was sitting there watching the movie, and I just really felt, uh, and even early on, uh, where uh, uh, Jeanette burns herself, which was really fucking sad, by the way. <laughs> she like burns herself trying to make hot dogs, and her you know, a little American girl dress gets caught and like burns her, burns her stomach up which was crazy. So she's laid up in the hospital. They send in her brother, Brian, to go ahead and basically like have a panic attack on the floor or seizure or whatever and they sneak her out of the Hospital. It's like, goddamn, this isn't funny. This is that's
1: like these are okay. Favorite. Well, this uh, so like remember Little Miss Sunshine? That happens. Yeah. Like it's kind of like like this movie sort of reminds me of that in a way of like the whole family dynamic kind of thing, and that was like kind of like lighthearted and like cute that they were doing that. Not it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't viewed as like sad that they couldn't afford like certain stuff or like you couldn't. Like, they were trying to get the dead, like, it was a dead body, <laughs> Was what it was. <laughs> they, tried to, they didn't have money for that. You know what I mean? Like, I felt
0: like. I mean, I, I, get, I get what you're saying, man, but at the same time, they really. The movie really asks you at the end, and full spoilers, because I have to give this away. Uh, with what Woody, Woody Harrelson's Rex has done, he's been an alcoholic. He's. They don't come out and say he abused the mom, but he's at least verbally abusing her. And there's this scene where. She almost falls out of a window, and like they pull her back in, and she's like, "Get off me! Get off me!" And then like both get turned on by it, and like their kids are in the room. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" (laughs) I just like shit like that just kept happening. I'm sitting there thinking, "This isn't funny. This is fucking morbid, fucking shit." And you're playing it off like, "Oh, isn't this, isn't it cool how whimsical the family is?" And even though that. the dad is drinking all their money away, like, isn't it great how he gives them hope so they keep following him? I'm like, no, it's really not. Social services needs to wipe in and take all these kids fucking away, and I just, I really felt like the movie, if it played this, I think the way it should have been played, as more of a drama, like, hey, this is you know, this is, these kids are in dire straits, and they kind of they need to get away from him. But the movie—they like they, they felt pretty dire to me. No, no, like, see, they were like
1: starving, and they were like, "Dad, you need to go get us some food." It didn't, yeah. to me, it didn't feel real whimsical. Th- there, there was also a really
2: serious. intense confrontation between Brie Larson's character when she was a daughter, and she was sitting staring at her mother, and she was like, "You have to leave him." Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything whin- like whimsical about that. Yeah, I mean, see. I I, it, it, I don't it, think that, that was super intense, and it. I, I think it's 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 hard to say that like you know that situation wouldn't happen in real life. I, I feel like that situation happened in real life. I think this is actually a memoir, where that happened.
1: I, I yeah. do you get what you're saying about like the lifetimey. Like I, you could feel them playing into emotion. Like I I would agree with you there. Like but, I don't think that it was, like over like they were trying to be too whimsical about it. it it all felt like really and I think there was a ton of them there was a super emotional movie I would disagree with you about the stars part like it, I think the fact that it was being that they were making this little bit of joy out of this horrible just shitty situation that like even when he first said it she's like no that's stupid and then it's like was kind of their bond that she would recall later in the movie um, but, yeah, I could, I could see where it's it's hard, to, it's hard to toe that line between it being gimmicky and you trying to, like, really pander to the audience, um, but it was a super emotional movie, and like we said before, I just don't know, it's like, it, like Colin was saying, it, it happened, so it's like, I it, feel like it's you can only stretch it so far.
0: Well, you know what they do, they should have done a better job because all sinner thinking is okay, fine, the stars thing, I could maybe meet you halfway, but then talking about when she gets burned and which which was the parents fucking fault by the way. Like, oh, hey, honey, go cook by yourself. You know what you're doing? Like ugh what shitty parenting, but when, when, you know, when her stomach is burned, he, like, removes the bandages, I'm like, what the fuck are you, like, it's just, it's shit like that, that keeps happening, and the movie tries to kind of play it up, like, oh, he's, you know, he's against the man, you know, and he's, he's a rebel without a cause, in this case, and isn't it cool how he's so off the beaten path, I went, some of this shit is dangerous, and the movie doesn't, I felt like never really called him on it until the very end, but then they immediately negate that by saying, hey, you know, he wasn't always there, but, you know, they had a journey together and that's what matters in the end. I I agree with you on that point. And and I think this movie really tries to make Jeanette feel bad about being successful, which is another thing that just pissed me off. Uh, 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 Schmidt, as as we said, uh, Max Greenfield is in this, and He's, David seems like a cool dude, and then they just kind of flip him, because they have to break them up, because movie, and I just, I, even the flip, when they turn it with, uh, David's character, right? I went, okay, that's, that's a little hard to, to, to buy, and they, they make her really feel bad, just because she has, you know, nice things, and I really kind of hate that, very countrified, like, almost, like, mystical Negro thing that a lot of movies think, do, but, like...
1: I think that just means it. that's just how they were. I don't think it was... I, I felt like, like, they were represented that way because, like, like they were shitty parents. Like, I think the, that's what... But, I think but, that's, that, was, that was the point they were trying to get across. And you're, like, you're saying that they're shitty... Because I think they are. Like, I think they represented that well. You know what I mean?
0: See, I, 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 I don't think they do. I personally think that they show, like, parts of them being shitty. But at the same time, I think that they play up so much of that, hey, you know, every day is a new adventure aspect to them, that they kind of, like, they're trying... I think they're trying to nerf how bad parents they are, to be totally honest with you. And that... And by the time it gets to the end of the movie, when uh, Rex, Woody Harrelson's character, gets sick... Uh, how the movie kind of goes, like, hey, you know, they had these experiences together. They bring up the fact that he let her pet a cheetah. I'm like, Jesus Christ, seriously? And, like, the parents were freaking out. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember those parents, those stuck-up parents got all mad at me about I'm like, yes, because your child was petting a cheetah. (laughs) Any parent would say... that's,
1: That's definitely what I'll agree with you on, is that last part where it just ties it up, where it's like, oh, none of this happened, and he wasn't, like... Uh, an abuser slash alcoholic who basically starved his kids that got me a little bit riled up that was like yeah it wrapped it, it up so quickly at the end he said he didn't even say i'm sorry he was just like well no. you know like i like i wasn't always the best example to you and she's like no i'm I'm glad that you raised me the way you did, and it's like that—that that was a cheap tie. tie dude, to it was
0: okay, and, and, and honestly, that feeling is why I felt the whole movie. I think the kibosh on it for me, and we'll get to our final thoughts here, is when at the um, there's a point where they go to a bar, uh, and they're running this hustle, like, oh, I don't know how to play pool, you know, and so there's this dude who's clearly feeling Jeanette Brie Larson's character, and he tell she tells him, hey, I'm moving to New York. And, of course, Rex doesn't know, Woody Harrelson's character. And so, this dumbass is like, here's to you going to New York. I'm like, you dumb mother... Like, like I was mad at her for even telling the drunk bastard, but then for him to just be like, "Oh, here's to New York. It's like, you dick. And so, Woody Harrelson's Rex, he flips out, and he uh, the guy that's hitting on her is like, hey, why don't you come upstairs and listen to some records? and she says, I can't, I, I have to go, and Rex like an asshole, like, oh, he's a big city girl now, she can defend herself, I'm like, you fucking piece of fucking shit, like, this guy could try to rape her, which he does, try to, and you're like, oh, she's a city girl, she's leaving me, fuck it, it's just, and the movie just does not check him, I think, nearly enough on all this shit, and it really pissed me off, that was kind of the, the, the ceiling for me, but, uh, I, I oh oh I'm getting mad just thinking about it again, Colin. Sorry. Go, go ahead. Kind of wrap up here and give your final thoughts, sir. Um.
2: So I I agree with what you're saying that the idea that the movie was not you know vilifying this character of Woody Harrelson enough. Um. I think that's probably fair. Um. I I wasn't getting those same feelings that you were getting while like the main. You know, chunk of the movie was going on. I actually was feeling um, that the movie was doing a pretty good job of, of creating this human element of how you know he was being seen by these children. Like, it, you know, children have a way I think of of masking what's really going on, or, or they or they feel like you know they can kind of ignore things or shove things down. Um, so I think the way it was portrayed was how it was remembered um, I don't think it was trying to glorify this character um, in any way where it was trying to say like you know look how awesome Woody Harrelson is being this drunk asshole dad but everything you know is going to work out fine at the end um, I don't like how it ended at the at the end um, where Brie Larson's character was totally you know kind of Forgiving and and you know he kind of he got like the biggest free pass of all time. Yes, he did. Yeah, so I understand uh, the frustration and the anger that can come from that, and I and I get that. And I think this movie probably does not uh, kind of tie itself up in a, in a very good way. Um, d- during the the bulk of the movie, I I, I don't know. I, I was kind of like interested the whole time to see what this crazy asshole was going to do next. I never thought that they were kind of like romanticizing it so much um i I thought he woody harrelson was doing a great job of just being this like awful dad and i thought um it it was really emotional kind of intense movie um but i I can't disagree with you with with how uh (laughs) How the the message is portrayed at the end of the movie? How you know it's it's all it's all good, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So, so Scott, I mean, yeah. What what are you thinking here before we get to grades? Yeah.
1: Um. For sure. I I was I definitely was under the like it, it was. I would say it was a pretty more of an emotional movie for me. It was like super raw and like it it didn't I didn't feel like it tried to romanticize a lot of the. The character flaws that that Rex had, I think it was just trying to amplify it and to show what a like horrible situation that they were stuck in. Although I, there was some things that bothered me, I think it was a little bit too slow moving, um, and like we talked about off mic, like it felt a little bit predictable. I sort of knew that you had a you had a feeling one, like I I had a strong feeling once they showed that piggy bank that Rex was going to try to steal it. And then that, like, at the end, things were going to get kind of resolved. Because that's just kind of the way the, the movie felt like it was going. Um, and I don't know, they, in, in like, Colin, was, Colin, you made a great point about it feeling like a book. And it definitely did. It felt like condensed chapters and um, not a ton of action. This is not, not action in the traditional sense, but not a lot of movement, um, kind of like set by set, scene by scene kind of deal. Um, and I don't know, kind of a weird, um, weird kind of predictable way, but I thought it was I, I was definitely sucked in the whole time I was in just enthralled with Woody Harrelson and kind of the drunk slash sober slash drunk slash, you know um, abusive father slash um, like uh, loving father I think that was the, the main thing I think he was really the point of this movie was to show how complicated this man was. And obviously he can't be, you know, in any way uh, praised for, you know, oh, you know, whatever, he was He was good a few times, because I can all agree about the ending on that one. But I think just showing the com- complexity of his character and that, yeah, he was a drunk asshole, but every once in a while he had his moments and that I think it's more complicated than just... Labeling somebody uh, one thing, and you know, just really being able to analyze it. I'm All really right, cool. so I. <laughs> you want me to go grade? You want me to go grade?
0: Uh, yeah, go go and give a grade.
1: Um, I enjoy this movie. It made me feel, um, and but it it was too slow, and I didn't like the ending. Uh, Got to give this one. I gave this one a
0: B plus. A. So, sorry, a B's and boy plus. Yeah, B plus. Uh, I'll, I'll, j- I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll jump in there.
2: I'll jump in there because I, I agree a little bit more with Scott than Hunter. And then Hunter, Hunter, I'll give you your soapbox to tell us why we're so wrong. <laughs> but um, but oh, he's uh, gonna
1: take it no matter what.
2: Yeah, uh, I think when what I came away from the movie thinking was was this movie. It was Woody Harrelson's character of Rex. Seen through the eyes of Brie Larson's character Jeanette through her whole life. Like the whole movie was about Jeanette and her dad Rex. Um, I think it, the way it starts, like one of one of the big traumatic scenes of the at the start was was Rex throwing Jeanette in the pool, sink or swim style, um, when he was drunk. <laughs> um, you know, she she knew right then, like you're a monster. You tried to kill me, and then he's immediately, you know, being like, no, no, it's for your own good type of thing, and she totally doesn't buy it. But like, I think like the tone of the movie starts there, where like she knows she doesn't buy it, but like he's so drunk and he's 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 holding her tight, and it's just like, all right, I guess I just have to deal with this for the rest of my life. Um, and the reason I say that it's like Rex through the eyes of Jeanette. Is because like it, like further on, there's this giant fight that breaks out between Rex and his and his wife, uh, th- their mother that ends up with the mother being thrown out the window. But before that happens, like when it really starts escalating, like Jeanette is like immediately very you know feels very responsible to get the kids out of the house. Hey, let's go play jump rope real quick. So I feel like part of when they're like you know making light of what's happening i think it's like through the eyes of this character jeanette where she's trying to like mask the real horror and awfulness that's going on for the sake of her younger siblings that was the impression i got at least um for a lot of it but that there's no excuse for what ends up happening at the end where she's just like no you know what you were fine like uh so overall like I was interested I was very like gripped to the screen for a lot of it I was I I liked it I liked the act I love Woody Harrelson I really do I just think he's an awesome actor like true detective like like this um everything he's been doing recently has been pretty interesting to watch uh he's very good um I don't I don't know yeah I'm I'm probably on the B minus side like I really didn't think it was like that bad uh so I I was probably in the in a B minus camp Hunter go ahead here. All
0: right, all right. So, I'll be honest with you, this was in go-fuck-yourself territory for a while. I was just sitting there getting more and more pissed off the more I thought about it. But what saved this movie for me uh, were the kids. Um, I, I want to give... Uh, so, uh, Ella Anderson, she played young Jeanette, uh, um... Chandler Head played the youngest version, Jeanette, uh, Charlie, uh, uh, Shotwell, and, uh, Ian, uh, Armage, they played Brian's, um, pretty much any of the kid actors in this I thought were amazing, because they really, because, I mean, the kid, they probably focused on the kids at their youngest more than, than anything, I would say, I mean, it's maybe a 60-40 split, it, would you guys agree with that? Like, it, it's it's more on the kids than it is the them as adults. If that makes sense. For sure. Yeah. yeah, probably, yeah probably, probably 60,
2: 40, something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so I mean the kid the these kid actors really have to carry a lot of this and they do they bounce off of a Brie, uh Bree not Bree larson off of woody harrelson and oh yeah we forgot to mention that naomi watts is the mom and they it, she's a painter that's pretty much all they ever tell you about her which mm-hmm. I thought was Uh, Another reason why I was not a fan of it, but, um, the the movie just, it never, I never felt like, to me, it called Rex on his bullshit, Colin put it perfectly, at the end, the movie just goes like, hey man, you're all good, (laughs) like, yay, you didn't feed your kids, there's a point where you see the kids eating, uh, sugar and butter mixed together, I went, Jesus Christ, okay, like, no, we're just gonna let this slide, I... I never felt so. What
1: what would your advice be then? Like, what do you
0: mean they let it
1: slide? How would they not let
0: it slide? I I really thought that, like I said, this this is like Captain Fantastic feels written by an asshole because it really doesn't let the odd. I feel like it manipulated the audience so much, especially when it came to portrayal Rex's character because they do that whole, you know, hey, uh, like, hey, this is about. uh, So. When they're out and look at the stars, he gives her a knife. He goes like, hey, this is the demon hunter knife or something to that effect. And, you know, so then the, you know, the violins tune up, and it's like, oh, this is such a sweet moment, and all I sitting there thinking, why would you give your daughter what looks like a fucking knife you would use to kill a bear? Like, don't give this to your six-year-old. You're a bad like, move, I, when you walk no! This movie. But, no, I wasn't! I walked into it ready to love it, but God damn it, don't insult me, and I felt like that's what this movie did over and over again, and it's like, oh, isn't that cute? It's like, no, it's really fucking not, and I, I hate how the Do- movie don't you think they're that.
1: just they're trying to highlight the the different sides to this man like don't you no. feel like they're just trying to say like okay yeah here's when he's a drunk asshole here's when he's like like trying to like comfort his daughter here's when he's trying to like drown her like I feel like they're just showing the different sides of him no
0: I I, I didn't feel that I thought that they were just finding other ways to make me not like Whittier. I I mean to the credit of the movie I left that theater thinking god if if God, every villain needs to be like Rex because I fucking hated Rex by the time I left the theater. I guess <laughs> I was. Woody be-
1: Harrelson will make a great villain.
0: Oh yeah, uh, I mean he he's amazing. Like yeah, we just talked about War for the Planet of the Apes. We we love that movie. Uh, Woody Harrelson's an incredible actor, but the way this movie is portraying itself, like it's this you know, feel kind of feel good dramedy, which is what I felt like a lot like the movie really sets itself up as. It's really not. It's a really fucking disturbing look at a character that the movie doesn't take as seriously as it should. It just really pissed me off, to be honest with you. So, uh, like I said, this wasn't fuck you territory. Go, go fuck yourself territory for a while, but those kids bright it up a little for me. Um, I, I, can't get it to even average, so I'm gonna give this a D D+. I just I just left the theater angry, man. And I thought the the kind of my final straw is uh, with uh, David Max Greenfield's uh, uh, Schmidt's character. The, the way they break them up is so kind of all right. See ya. Like it. <laughs> like they don't ever really even officially break up. Brie Larson says I have to go, and he says go. And then the next time you see her in a scene, uh, like um, like however long later, they've just split up just know, like...
1: That, to me, is, like, the book aspect. It was like, oh, well, next chapter, they're not together anymore. And it's like, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like, it's a movie, so you need to add shit in, like... Uh, they could have at least said one month later so I can at least know there's a time jump so Three I could piece it. later. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's the way things are, but, <laughs> but I just... But, but <laughs> kudos if you got that reference, but yeah, I just... I fuck I hated this, man. I really did, and the more I'm thinking about it, the more <laughs> I want to drop my grade, so I'm gonna stick on my D plus though. Um, This might be low on my list for Worst Of. I don't know, I mean, we got a couple months, I'm sure, you know... Boo too will mock it. <laughs> will keep it safe from being in the top ten. But I really left the theater very unhappy after this. Uh, thank God they showed the trail for Star Wars because you're that, not gonna that, like
1: my Detroit review then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't, can't wait like now. You know, <laughs> mm, I'm just trying to rally up. I'm just trying to rally up. <laughs> All right, we'll see. <laughs> but, but you hated that one, right? Yeah. God damn it. God it damn definitely it. wasn't as high as a C. Yeah, yeah. So that, that would definitely be like borderline bottom 10 for me, I would say. Yeah, that's just, so. just a little sneak peek for
0: you, for all the listeners out there, if you want to listen to my Detroit <laughs> review. <laughs> I swear to God, if you hate Detroit, I'm going to be very up upset with you. But guys, uh, oh yeah, what do, um, so this weekend we're going to review the Hitman's Bodyguard, which I'm really oh excited
1: boy. for. They've been pushing that so hard. They have.
0: They're pushing the shit out of the Hitman's Bodyguard. Hey, you know what? Ryan Reynolds' life wasn't bad, so maybe you know, maybe he's turning it around. You know, this is
1: movie is everything you're expecting it's going to be.
0: I hope so. Well, it's got Salma Hayek in it, so you know that's that's always great. I'm more. I want to see Logan Lucky. I yes, I do want to see that too. That comes out the uh, twenty first, I believe. I think that comes out next week. Actually, comes out or, the eighteenth. Like, same day as Hitman's Bodyguard. Oh, boom, there you go, this weekend. So we'll have reviews up for uh, Lucky... Uh, what well, that's... Uh, not Lucky Louie. Uh, that's a Lucy Cage <laughs> show. I, we'll review we'll Lucky Louie. Yeah, I, I do love that show. Uh, but we'll, um, What's that one called? That's a Log- what, what Logan, that? Logan. Yeah. Logan... Logan Lucky. Yeah. Logan Lucky, thank you. Yeah, introducing Daniel Craig. Yeah, uh, so introducing Robert, Daniel Craig. <laughs> so we'll have a review up for that, and we'll have a review up for Hitman's Bodyguard. If Ingrid com- goes west, comes to Reno this weekend, we'll have a review up for that, too, but I'm finding no listings, even though I really want to fucking see that. So. And I will have at least the first uh, episode for the Defenders reviewed, because I've been I've been waiting. I'm, ah, Defenders. Oh, Marvel. Make me so happy. But, guys, let us know what you thought of about the, the Glass Castle. It's called the Glass House again. Uh, let us know... What you thought in the comments below? You can follow us here on SoundCloud at The Real Pineapple. Follow us on iTunes, uh, Google Play now, as of uh, a week ago, and uh, Podbean at The Real Pineapple. You can follow oh. yours truly on the Twitter at <laughs> JHunterRealPineapple. Well done, Colin. You can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real Neil. and you can follow Scott on Twitter at i the first, and you can like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.
2: Peace.